Thought Bubble Audio. Welcome back to Supergirl TV Talk. This is the podcast where we talk to you about the CW's hit show, Supergirl. My name is Frank, and joining me as he does each and every week is my friend from the fifth dimension, Tim Kiltsizim. Tim Kiltsizim. That's sure. That's quite a name, Frank. I would prefer <laughs> that you, you put my name in the correct order, uh, because that way I will... I don't disappear to the fifth dimension, and it sure. might be better there. I don't know. No. Oh, yeah. Okay. I hadn't considered yeah. that. That's, yeah. that's I mean, I, I didn't mean that as a slate against you or this podcast. I just, like, don't know what it's like there. No, no, no. No, I know exactly I don't know. what that means. Okay? I, I, am, I know exactly <laughs> what you mean. I'm going to take my ball and go home. No, okay. <laughs> Frank, it's wonderful to see you, as always. Um, in lieu of... Uh, this episode being a little wacky mm. because of Kelt, because of Mixie, mm-hmm. I say we go out of order Ooh. and skip the mailbag altogether. What say Whoa. you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, if you uh, please uh, do send us an email at mail at, at supergirltvtalk.com. Send us any voice memos or anything uh, for uh, the end of the end of the series spectacular. But uh, yeah, let's get right into uh, vital stats and sort of what, what this episode is is all about. Why don't you tell me about it? Uh, it was episode six. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It was, I can't wait. Hold on, I think I could do this. It was season six, episode 11. Episode title, Mixie in the Middle, writer's story by Rob Wright and Teleplay by Ellie Lipson and Chandler Smith, director Glenn Winter, rating three out of five. That was a good bit. I'll start with me. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic well done well done you will survive i will i will survive to the end of this show i'll do it <laughs> if it kills you i, I will survive yeah. if it kills me. wait <laughs> wait oh no it's a terrible fatalist um <laughs> so anyway let's let's actually start with a good bit because i actually did say all the vital stats correctly um you did uh, Mixie's hair in this episode is straight out of the comics, and I love it. Um, they like it. It was a little bit the last time he was on, but yeah, yeah. because because Tom Lennon's uh, hair is longer, they just really went for like the swoopy Wolverine, and I am for it. Yeah, all all that was I feel like all it was missing was like the hat. You know, like if if he had the mm-hmm. he had the little hat for it to swoop around, that was that was it. But like he he it, was, he that had was a karaoke number. That would have been I the know. perfect reason. That's true. Yeah, that is so true. Oh you man, know. so so great. Always a treat. Always a treat when when Tom Lennon uh, can is, is back to play this role. And uh, mm-hmm. what a assuming this is the last time we see him in the role, it was a a fine outing. It was a fine outing. I don't think it was the last time we'll see him, but I think it might be. Well, I mean, the show's going to be over, so it might be. That's the last what I mean. Time. <laughs> Actually, I didn't even think shoot. I'd, I was like, maybe he'll be back. Well, I mean, well, you know, I was say I was going to say spoilers from here on out, but this is a spoiler podcast, so I don't know why. <laughs> I don't think I've said that in the history of this show. <laughs> so, 
Um, no, I was going to say, like, because, like, he's not dead. He's disappeared. Right. So um, I think we might see him one more time. His little, his yeah. maybe a little resurrection motif I'd might, be into might that. come back. I'd mm-hmm. be into that. But, yeah, the hair the hair was great. Um, the, 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 the karaoke was phenomenal. I mean, wow. It was, it was the best part of the episode. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Because it was even better than karaoke, because it was because it was new lyrics. Yes. So I, to me, it made it even better, um, and it actually did help clarify the story because I didn't really remember it. And Nixley's explanation was a little wonky in mm-hmm. the Phantom Zone and wasn't the total truth. So uh, I like super enjoyed how thorough that was. Plus, I will survive. It's always fun. Yeah. Uh- it was the most engaging uh, exposition, I think, that I've ever seen uh, on television. That was just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, I, this is a small bit, but I really loved the name Jared because mm. it just sounded like the imp's name was Jared. Jared, yeah. Like, it was <laughs> yes. like Jared the imp. That, that was really funny to me. Yes. Um, uh, and Jared, Jared had the the Allstones and the the or the Allstone and the Seven Totems. Which sounds a lot like the Infinity Stones to me. Totally. Yep. Absolutely. They're just ripping from the best, and that's okay. Yeah, I guess. Um, but like they've done, like we had the Paragons back in Crisis. Yeah, Paragons. That was the name I couldn't remember. And then apparently they've done totems on Legends of Tomorrow. So like I, I yeah I, I don't know. I guess not everyone's talking to each other about every plot line, but it was it was just sort of like okay, we're doing we're doing this. Okay, cool. I don't know. That's a tried and true comic trope of like you it know is. get the ob. You know, it's just a MacGuffin. You know, gotta it, get the exactly, yeah. gotta get the object. So it's okay. Actually, this episode I felt had a lot of Legends flair to it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So this is a little out of order, but I like. Now we'll get to. We'll stay in order. Okay. Now we're okay. not all we're not all mixies here. Um, I enjoyed the Corto Maltese reference. Yes. Um, uh, I always enjoyed good Cordo Maltese reference, though he said it weird. Maltese. Cordo Maltese. Like, nobody on set was like, it's Maltese. I know. I don't think Tom Lennon is, like, a prick. He's not Marlon Brando, where he's like, no, I'm going to wear this Rolex. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, yeah. I, I have that thought sometimes where maybe an actor, a guest star, will, will pronounce something differently. And no no one corrects him? Like, no, at no point does someone say, oh, by the way, we pronounce it this way. Like, I bet if they called her Kara instead of Kara, you'd correct them. <laughs> right? right. So Yeah. Unless it was on purpose, looking at you, Cat Grant. Sure, Kira, Kira. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So who knows about the, who knows about those things? Okay, you go, you go, you go. Uh, I love uh, when they when they decide that they're gonna they're gonna help Mixie. Uh, I love Kara's note of no. Nobody puts Mixie in a crystal. <laughs> I liked that very much. Um, I was loving the Newfoundland accents. Yes. Uh, that was that was very fun for me, especially since I just watched Come From Away on Apple TV+. Yes, I just watched it too. <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I think that was actually – it might that was the last show I saw live before, um, before COVID started. I, I think it was for me too. Did you see it in Boston? I saw it in Providence. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I saw uh, it in Boston uh, with some friends. So, yeah, like I think I think that might have been the last one that I saw – as well, that's, that's amazing. Yeah, and so I, it just felt so timely to me. I was like, "Oh, Newfoundland accents—they're like really doing it." <laughs> like, I thought that was fun. Do you think they really went to Newfoundland? Um, I don't. No, I don't think so I either. No, but I mean, like, they could have. It's just they all could the way have. on the other side of the country. It is, but with COVID and everything, I doubt it. 
that yeah. they would bring the production. Oh, uh, yeah, good call. Yeah, but I enjoyed I enjoyed that they went the extra mile to do the accents to let you know that she was yeah. really there. Yes. That yeah. So uh and they said they said Newfoundland enough to make sure that you knew it wasn't Ireland. Yes, that's right. Yes. Because you know, because I because last week we were we were told that you know she was originally born in Ireland in the show, but now it's Newfoundland. But the accent is so close that true. they were like, they were like, Katie, your Irish accent slip could be new, couldn't be could be Newfoundland, just could be Canadian. Yeah, great. She's an Irish. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I love that. Um, it, it works. It works. It's a it's a it's a retcon, but it's a small one, and and it works. So I'm, I'm not against it. Um, yeah, those accents were, those accents were great. Um, I love Mixie's, poor Mixie can't catch a break this whole episode where like no one wants him because if without his magic, he's useless. <laughs> and like when he's trying to give tech support and he's like, have you tried turning it off and on again? And, and like all the like useless advice he tries to give everyone. <laughs> I actually really liked the delivery of that line more than anything. Turn it off. And then turn it back on. Again. Yes, it was so good. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. Um, getting to the giant cat, I very oh. much enjoyed the giant cat, but I think that using laser vision to distract the cat is definitely one of the best gags that the show has ever done with superpowers. Yes. W- one of the, one of the best like moments of that kind in all of the Arrowverse, if you ask me, that was very legends actually that distracting yeah, the cat that- with a laser. Distracting a giant cat with with laser vision. Yeah, that that's what actually felt like Legends the most to me. I, I agree. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great. Oh, that was absolutely brilliant. Um, I love I love Alex being like, "How are we losing to a cat?" <laughs> the fiercest animals and the fiercest predators in the animal kingdom, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, 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 there was a nice touch that the cats roar uh, instead of meowing. He was roaring like a like a, a big cat, like a tiger or something, which I thought was a nice, mm-hmm. a nice touch. It's cute. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh. I, Peggy, the pub owner. Peggy, the pub owner, is uh, Emmanuel Vaugier, who who played Lex's wife, Doctor Helen Bryce, on Smallville. So there's our there's our Smallville moment for the week. <laughs> I did recognize her too immediately because I had secret, not so secret. I had a huge crush on Doctor Helen Bryce. Oh yeah. Um, so Same. when I was a kid, so I, I, I remembered her from my ute. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It was, it was, that was cool though. I mean, whenever, whenever it happens more on Superman and Lois than I feel like it happens on, on Supergirl, but I do see people, you know, Vancouver actors, working Vancouver actors who were on Smallville at some point and now are in these shows. And it's always a, always a treat when I do. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, Smit Park, where the the big finale happens, is named after one of the writers of Supergirl, who also wrote this episode, Chandler Smit. I like to think that he didn't name it after himself, but Ellie Lipson did that, and everybody had a good laugh about it in the writers' room. That would be, actually, that would be, I could see that. I could see that. Chandler, um, Chandler's previous credits include being an assistant to an executive producer in, in season four, and then... Uh, Chandler also co-wrote The Bodyguard, uh, which is episode uh, season five, episode 14. Um, oh, I thought you meant the remake of the uh, Whitney Houston movie that's coming. And that I was like, what? Would have been what timely cooler. news? I just heard about that no, today. No, no. But uh, season five, episode 14, um, The Bodyguard. And and just for the record, Chandler uh, is actually a she, which I, I only knew from looking looking uh, up her her wiki page. So I did not know that. Yeah, I am glad that you said that. Mm-hmm. 
just like the Chandler on Friends. One of Miss the kids Chandler, Chandler. No, not that one, but yeah, <laughs> close enough. Um, okay, you go, you go, your turn. Um, I think I'm actually. I think that's it for me on on good bits. I'm okay. fresh out of good bits. Uh, you're fresh out. I got two more Brainy's blonde hair in this episode. I thought was it was just a really nice shade of blonde, and I appreciated it. <laughs> cool. No particular reason for it. I just thought it was nice. It's a good bit. Um, yeah, and I I liked that it was Dreamer that um was uh pretending to be Mixie, and Jean just subtly in the background was like, "Better her than me," yes. because that would have been the obvious choice. The shapeshifter in the sure. group, and I just like that. They're like, no, Jean, you can't act this silly. It's just not in you. I do, yeah, I do like, love that. Yeah. It's not gonna happen. Um, so that was very fun. All right, let's move on to Professor Comics Corner. Um, we make mention of King Bripzz. He said it, and I've already forgotten how to say it. These friggin' names. These fifth dimensional so names are always, always, oh, always so hard. But yeah, burp, burpses, burp, burpses. Well, yeah. Anyway, King is the king of the fifth dimension, as they may mention in the show. And he first debuted in Superman Family 208 in July of 1981. I'm going to say he's he is not one that pops up a lot mm. uh, by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but know that he is a comic original. Uh, so that so that's fun. Always I love that. from the comics. I feel like um, I feel like we heard mention of him back in the Phantom Zone. We may have. Yes. Nixley does talk about him yeah. in the Phantom Zone. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, we also get a mention of the Kundians or the, the Kuns, if you will, the native, uh, from the native planet Kundia. And they are, um, a tribal, um, they are a tribal race, uh, and planet that, uh, did, um, did team up with the Dominators at one point, um, oh. which are, uh, big Arrowverse villains. We've seen the Dominator show up a couple of times. Um, and so they, uh, they also have to do with doomsday, actually a fun Ooh. fact. Um, this is just from their page. So the Kun tribes were once at war with each other. However, with the arrival of doomsday, um, they chose one warrior Kobal to lure doomsday into a ship and get him away from their world. He succeeded and with his dying breath, hoped that his action would unite the people and it did so. Um, so they are in different versions of doomsday's origin uh they are responsible for doomsday originally being trapped in a ship and buried under the um buried under the earth fun fact fascinating fascinating Indeed. indeed let's move on to why was that a decision this is just a link to a previous episode in which the trojan horse was yet again mentioned (laughs) and so i wasn't really upset about it i just love that it just keeps popping up for some reason um but it was actually in a room where everybody would get it this time, except for Mixley, and it doesn't really, or Mixie, and it doesn't really matter if he gets it or not because everybody else did. That's right. Yeah. Um, so Mixie at least has been around Earth for a bit, so I could understand if he did get it, I would understand that because he's been around humans. Nixley hasn't. That's right. Yeah, and everyone, ah, Trojan horse, indeed. Mm-hmm. So. So, um, no Cat Grant quote of the week and no Brinny quote of the week, but it is the Mixie quote of the week time <laughs> because why not when he is here? Um, yeah. My my personal favorite was, do I have permission to Patrick Swayze in Ghost You? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, I love that. A lot of Patrick Swayze references, though, in this episode, right? Because you had that, and then you had the nobody puts Mixie in a in a in a crystal. Oh, that right. That is a Patrick Swayze reference. Um, explain that more, because I actually don't know what you're talking about. Uh, nobody puts baby in a corner. Uh, from um, thank you, Dirty Dancing. From Dirty Dancing, yeah. Um, so so yeah. I just... hate that I know that. <laughs> You have a movie, a very successful movie podcast where you need to know these things. That's that's why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dirty Dancing, Oscar nominated. <laughs> you just Dirty you're, you're a completist. Uh, I I don't. I'm trying to help you here. Come on, don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, I love that one. I do love that one. Uh, the I would also submit uh, for an, another mixy quote of the week the entire lyrics of the "I Will Survive" cover. Absolutely. Yeah, I think maybe that is actually the winner, uh, man. Because. By God. Yeah. What a time that was. Yeah. It's actually a really hard song, too, so I, I give them a lot of credit for rolling with it. Going for People it, don't, right? Like, oh. Yeah. Oh, it's good stuff. Speaking of going for it, it's time to go to Storytime Village. Um, let's start with the abuse and limits of power from within and without. And we're going to start with Nixley, whose thirst for power is turning her into her father. You wrote that down, and I thought that was very insightful. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, I mean it's true though. Um she she is so betrayed by her father and and what her father did to her um that she's taken the lesson from it and she says this to Mitch sort of giving him almost teaching him a lesson but you know she 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 double crosses him and she's like look what you know why the people who you think are are, are closest to you are the ones who are just going to stab you in the back. I'm paraphrasing, but that's essentially what she says. Like the people who you were closest with are the ones you can least trust because they're going to do you dirty. So uh, just get used to that. And, uh, you know, why would I give up my power now? I worked so hard to claw my way back and get get this my powers back. Now I have them, so I'm going to use them. Um, mm-hmm. And so she really is turning into into her father. And, and, and she's going to double-cross people just like he did to her. Um, it's very, uh, yeah, I found that fascinating that that is the, the route she's taking in, in, in wanting to sort of... Um, uh, I, I guess um, make get get revenge on on someone else for what happened to her. I'm not really sure how to how to put it, but you know she she's fallen into because you're not a lo- you're not a loony bin, Frank. You don't have to understand her. Um, <laughs> so. But it's but I guess that's what I'm saying is I it's not even I can understand why someone would um, be hurt and you know hurt people hurt people, Tim. Um, and mm-hmm. so she is she was hurt by her father, and so she's taking it out on others, and in doing so. She is actually, um, she is actually just perpetuating the cycle. Yep. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, we also have the witches uh, that Lena is dealing with. Um, so Lena's mom uh, didn't know her own strength, you know, and so like you know, well, Lena finds out that her mom's a witch, witch, um, and uh, she's, you know very confused about that because she's like i'm a scientist what about magic um blah 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 stuff like that and it turns out that lena's mom didn't murder anybody um well they did but it was really manslaughter they meant to scare him um and they ended up killing this guy and everything kind of crumbles crumbles out from there Mm -hmm. but what's important with that is that lena's mom didn't know her own strength which echoes lena who a lot of the times does not know her own strength of goodness Mm. um right you know she doesn't trust herself in her own strength of character um she's always you know 
living in the the world that other people have created for her. Yep. You know, the these um these um I don't know, bars or challenges or whatever. So um I thought that was really I thought that was really interesting. Um and also Lena has is a witch now. Lena is magic. Can we talk about that for a second, please? Apparently. Apparently she has these powers. It felt very like Luke Skywalker, like like sort of like you have this power too. Like you must come with me to Alderaan. You know, Honestly, like, it felt more like season four of Smallville to me. Than okay, <laughs> okay, yeah. okay, okay. So more like Lana, sort of like it was no, more you're like a witch Lana. too. <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay, okay. yeah. I, I didn't say I, was, I, I didn't say that I liked it. Like I like Star Wars. I didn't say that it, oh, it makes okay. sense. Like Star Wars. Oh, it just gave all right. me the conversation had those vibes of like, no, it's you. You have this power too. You can, or actually, more like Luke talking to Leia of like. I have it. My sister has it. You know, just sort of mm-hmm. like I don't totally. Know. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, yeah that was uh, like okay, sure, we're doing that now. All right, I was like that. She doesn't need that. She's the smartest person on the planet. You she guys, you also guys know there's only need... nine episodes left, right? How are we gonna wrap this puppy up? Come on, right? I was like, she doesn't also need magic powers. That just, just like I don't say this a lot, but I'm sorry, that's just dumb. <laughs> like. <laughs> Like, I I just really didn't like that. I yeah. like I think that I think that Lena has proved herself over and over again to be so incredibly capable without the need for magic powers. Yeah. And I think that kind of just diminishes her um, to be able to rest on that. Kind of just diminishes her. Um, uh, I don't know good standing or or flavor in the group so much of her um so much of of her sort of self-worth even is derived from how good she is at what she does that she is she's a scientist and she's she's smart she was a good businesswoman like she's she is good at these things from from having worked at them and so to to have there be like a oh and you you also have this magic that like sort of I, i i guess they're not implying that that Everything she's done came has come from this, from these magical, this magical. Uh, no, I didn't get that. I didn't get but, that uh, that sense. It's just that now she has like this extra. She like leveled up, and now she's a, she's a witch. And it's just like, what are the then? What are the stakes? Like what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I don't. I don't. On, on first first blush, I don't love it, and I hope that they'll change my mind about it. Yeah, so because this is so while I was talking, I actually started thinking about Doctor Doom, right? So if you look at Lena, if you start, so Doctor Doom of the Marvel Universe, brilliant scientist, you know, lots of this, good businessman, you know, or dictator, whatever, whatever you want to call him. Um, So he's got all this science stuff, but he's also an extremely accomplished wizard um and so or master of the dark arts and that is the side of doom that we don't see a lot and actually doesn't diminish doom it makes him more well-rounded because he's able to conquer both types of worlds Mm -hmm. and so if if they not in the conquering part for lena but actually if they do veer in that direction in which she is able to kind of not replace who she was with magic but fuse those two things together I, i i would be on board for that it enough i guess i would too my concern is just that it, on principle yes but on a longer timeline with nine episodes to go i'm a little concerned about their ability to do that you know without it sort of feeling like james turning into uh into guardian sort of like why 
Why? Why yeah, did they do this? What was right. accomplished by this? And but I at hope... least even James turning into Guardian gives us a good Kelly storyline. But but that but even that took a couple seasons. Is my point, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's something you can't just do in a, an arc. I don't, I don't I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. The other thing I'll say about Lena is never give a stranger a drop of your blood. Just don't do it. Just never. If anyone's like, hey, can I have a drop of your blood? Don't just don't. Just mm-hmm. no. Can't confirm. So I have a story about that. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> That's how you have a clone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, let's talk about overcoming fear, grief, pain, and anger. Because as much as the show, uh, as much as the showrunners talked about how social justice was actually going to be the main thrust of this season, it's not. It's not. It's that. It's it there. Been. There's like it. It like it, it. There's definitely parts of it are there, but it's really not the driving force no. of the season the way that they said it was. It was be. much more a driving force of season four with the immigration storyline than it than it has been this season. It, it's been there, totally, but it's been sort of like. This episode deals with these these issues. And with the last couple issues, uh, I'm sorry, issues, like, like that's a comic book. The last couple of episodes um, with Orlando and like, I thought that that, that was a, those were good. Um, I thought we were building something there, but I guess that storyline's over now. So I, I just, yeah, I don't think, I don't really see it as being the main I don't think it's exactly over. I don't think it's exactly over because a lot of that was set up for Kelly to be the guardian to, you know, sure, like, and so sure. I mean, Orlando BLM story, stuff is but, good. But you're right. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know if that's exactly over, but it's not the continuing thread that I thought it yeah. was going to be. It's definitely the B plot. And I thought it was going to be the A plot. Um, the the A plot is this like overcoming your fears, you know, stronger together thing. Yeah. Um, and that is basically, the, I guess, the A plot of every season. But um, I guess it's really pronounced this season. It is. Um, so, and right off the bat, so you have Kara, who is blaming herself for Nixley's, you know, appearance in their lives again. Surprise, surprise! Kara blames herself. Um, and but oh, twist! Nia is actually blaming herself. Surprise, surprise! Um, and so Nia is afraid of losing Carver's respect and then the team so she's making all these rash decisions um because she doesn't want to fess up and i mean that's that's a relatable um that's a relatable quality where like oh, i've done messed up and i better fix this right now instead of just owning it and then moving forward yeah and so i actually liked that very much because Kara instantly forgives nia she's like it's not like this is not your fault. Like yeah. I was tricked too. She's a master manipulator. I I um, loved that so much because it's so consistent with Kara. Like Superman is truth, justice in the American way. Supergirl is hope, help, and compassion for all. This is compassion. This is showing compassion mm-hmm. for her friend. She didn't have to think about it. Like it wasn't like a wow, I'm disappointed, but I forgive you. It was like I forgive you instantly, no questions asked. Like yeah, she's a manipulator. You messed up. You messed up in a big way. But like I've messed up before too. I get it. Like let now let's yeah. fix this. That's right. She said everybody here has messed up. Like, so this was yours. So we'll fix it. Yep. Like, it's okay. Um, and I, I like that very much because it's, it's an adult response. Yeah. I think, you know, it's not a, I blame you for this. Now there's a falling out. Now there's sad music, blah, blah, blah. No, this is a mature response. Um, and that helps Nia grow um, in her in her own path. And so I very much enjoyed that. Um, you know, because Carr says what's important or um you know, Kara says, what's important is that we learn from our mistakes. Um, and that's true. That's where the, the compassion comes in and the smartness of it. You yeah. know, don't repeat the same thing. Okay, so we're not going to uh, let her trick us 
again, we're going to um, we're going to make sure we we don't fall into that manipulation. Yeah, exactly. And when something like this happens again, we'll tell each other so we can help each other, right? Instead of feeling like you need to keep it to yourself. Like that's that's the other lesson too to learn is like let let the team let the team band together when things like this happen. Like if future mistakes happen, let's work together to resolve them instead of keeping it to ourselves and trying to do it on our own. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so Mixie's got his own stuff to overcome because uh, he's got his own fear and guilt over Nixley because he could have helped her 300 years ago. Apparently they were friends and he said he was going to help her. And it turns out he didn't help her at all, though I wouldn't say that he's necessarily in the super wrong because, you know, but it's hard to say because apparently her father is a despot, you know, or is a terrible person. And so she was trying to overthrow terribleness and Nixley couldn't like rack up the courage to help with that. And so he ended up just pushing her away and, and, um, and so a part of this lies on him as well. And so I like that even though that through most of the episode, the team pushes him away because, well, I mean, mostly because he couldn't use his magic. So it was like, and you're just going to end up hurting more than helping. Um, but I like through all of that, they still like give him credit where credit is due. And he still sacrifices himself for them because stronger together. Uh, and I just thought that was, I thought that was a very nice moment. I, I, this is a much more sympathetic version of Mixes Bitalik than we've ever, ever seen. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and I, I am actually very on board with it. Um, cause it, 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 it fits the tone of this show. Um, totally. And, and it, it fits sort of Supergirl's whole theory of, you know, humanity, her whole philosophy on, on, on other people, not just humans, but on other people, which is like, no one is beyond saving. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. I totally agree with you there. Um, I th- what I, I th- what I found is interesting. So we've been talking about fear and grief and pain and anger and all this stuff, and it seems like the totems that they're going to end up collecting are the antitheses to this theme. So they're going to go around and collect courage first. Courage, courage. That's what I thought um, too. Yes. Yeah, and. Uh, and I was like, that's that's very cool. And so you're you there's gonna be a physical object that like you know manifests itself against all of these struggles that they've been going through this season. And I thought that is uh that is actually despite the kind of the maybe the flimsiness or the, the redux of the totems, I um I actually like that it ties very directly into what they're um working against this season. Yeah, I, I I agree. I think um, I think that I'm, I'm interested to see where this totems thing goes because I I wonder how big how big is this going to be in the in the grand scheme of the season? Will there be? Is this going to sort of take us through the rest of the? There's seven totems. There's nine episodes left. Is it going to be like a thing where we pick up a couple totems uh, every episode along the way? Like how how is that going to work? Um, and and will there be some bigger bigger um implications from it um in sort of the the storyline we did get a um well i guess it wasn't in, in direct uh, reference to the totems but just thinking about bigger implications and things that might be coming we got a mention of monel this episode so um as we as did we where was that i missed a that quick mention of monel when they were talking about um ways that they could um that they could stop nixley 
um, Kara said to to Jean something about like, oh wait, when Monel uh, uh, and and uh, Mixie were fighting over my hand, because uh, remember the first time Mixie when it was a different actor, yes. he mm-hmm. wanted to make uh, Supergirl his his bride, um, and Monel had had to fight him, and there was something that uh, that uh, uh, some some MacGuffin that uh, Mixie had to uh, destroy uh, to, to, to stop that from, from happening. And he revealed that it was not actually destroyed. It was just, it was just hidden in another dimension. Anyway, I digress. Um, yeah, the, the, the totems are, uh, the antithesis to this theme in antithesis. I can say that word. And I look forward to, um, seeing how that plays out. Yeah, that's good. Good, good, good. Um, and finally, so we go we go back to Lena, who is shocked, shocked to find gambling in this establishment, yes. um, and also that her mother's true history is not what she expected. But also, I feel like the way that her life has gone, she should have totally expected yeah, right. exactly this. Um, exactly. So, um, so it it turns out where she thought that her birth mom was like just like the Luthers, and I thought that was interesting that she's like just wrapped up into the same old crud all over and over and over again. Um, and you got to give Andrea credit for pushing her mm. to be like, no, no, you went all that way, you know, to a place in Vancouver that looks like New Finland. <laughs> um, you should you should really stay. Um, and I I liked that uh, I liked that very much in Lena's path from scientist to witch i guess <laughs> yes. um yes. um yeah because well both both lena and the super friends this episode were dealing with something that they don't understand right, right? and it's science versus is very much science versus magic they're trying to scientifically capture nixley she's trying to scientifically understand magic and mysticism um, and I liked that at one point Lena was like, whoa, whoa, I said I questioned my cynicism. I didn't say I dropped it. Mm. Um, and that is good because that's like she's not totally like, oh, I guess I'm a witch now. Um, there's more to explore there. I mean, she's skeptical that magic powers even exist. Right. So to suddenly find out she has them is a is a, a big pill to swallow. Um, but I like that she's sort of like, whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't I didn't say that I think I agree magic exists. I just said that, like, what you're saying appears to be true and that there must be some scientific explanation for it. Like, to tell me that I have the same powers my mom has, that's a stretch. Um, and I, I feel like that is... That's going to be interest, an interesting journey for her. Uh, totally. Yeah. To- well, in, you know, in these last less than 10 episodes. Correct. You know. Uh, you know how it goes. Yeah, you know. know. Anyway, so Kara is in this social justice thing. Yes. But going back to Kara and compassion, Kara feels bad for Nixley because she was what she feels is maybe unjustly imprisoned or um, dealt poorly with. And so um, she's trying real hard to reach Nixley mm-hmm. on that level. And you wrote here consistent with the Orlando storyline, which is. is absolutely true. Right. Here's this the Jean Valjean story, like sort of Jean Valjean didn't try to overthrow anybody, but um but it's like I tried to do the right thing, yes. and, and everybody turned against me. Yeah, um, and, and the circumstances might be different, but she still has that same compassion for Nixley that she had for Orlando. Of like, if you don't, if you didn't deserve to be in prison, I'm not just going to throw you back in the Phantom Zone if I don't have to. Like, I really don't want mm-hmm. to if I don't if I have a choice. And she even said that when she was pointing the Phantom Zone projector at Nixley, she voiced over it, and I'm sure that, I mean it was very intentional to have her say like, "I'm sorry, I tried, but I have no choice." Like she was trying everything to not 
do that. And and she felt like she had no choice. And then finally, finally, Mixie sacrificed himself so that she, that 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 Car wouldn't have to to do that. But it's it's very consistent with with Car's whole compassion um, and 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 um, not just feelings of compassion, but also that she doesn't feel like anybody. Um, everyone, everyone deserves another chance. Like even, even someone who's done her wrong personally, she doesn't let that get in the, in the way of her principle, which is everyone deserves another chance. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And that's basically where we leave off in the story time village this week. Um, pretty good, pretty good. So Frank, why don't you tell everybody where they can find us before we head into trailer TV talk? Yeah, sounds good. Uh, thanks for listening. We're going to talk about the trailer, which we actually had a promo for next week's uh, episode, so that's great. Um, we will be talking about that and uh, our thoughts for next week, but if this is where you leave us, and thank you so much for listening, uh, we truly, truly appreciate each and every one of you, and uh, and uh, thanks so much for supporting us by listening, by subscribing in uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts, uh, telling a friend, rating and reviewing us in all of those places. Uh, you can support us by uh, giving us your your, your hard-earned cash uh, to help us make uh, these podcasts and pay for the costs that are involved. You can do that at patreon.com slash thoughtbubbleaudio. Uh, and you can email us, mail at supergirltvtalk.com. You can tweet at us at tvsupergirl. And uh, you can uh, you can uh, find the podcast at SupergirlTVTalk.com or find the whole network where you can follow other shows um, at ThoughtBubbleAudio.com. Those are those are the ways that you can support us. But um, like we said, let's talk about that that trailer, that teaser for next week. And here is the audio. I am looking at people suffer. People that look like me. People are gonna die. What are you gonna do? I am gonna fight this fight. What can I do to help support me? You're not gonna hurt the city anymore. Guardian is here, Tim. Guardian point two or Guardian two. Guardian two point oh, Guardian Gold Edition. <laughs> I, don't know, honey, I don't know how you want to. I don't know how you want to roll sure. with this. But, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. One. I want to actually before we talk about the content of the trailer. I just like to say that the trailers are back. They weren't going to do them. CW was not going to do any trailers because the show was ending. It's what they do with Black Lightning, and there was an outcry. And clearly, the CW was like, "Okay, okay, we'll do some trailers." Yeah, and trailer. I, I have to say, I have to say that's actually for a for you know. A, a giant company, they don't have to do that. Yeah. Like, people were going to keep watching the show whether there was a trailer or not. But, and I don't think that they'll necessarily even gain viewership. They're just doing it to to ride out the show. Yeah. And I have to respect that decision. Yeah. I, I think it's cool that, that fans had that impact um, yeah. On, 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 yeah, on a, a corporate decision. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, yeah, so it's a Guardian episode. We're actually getting into one of the themes that we just disparaged the show for not rolling with. True. Um, so we'll see if the rest of the uh, kind of the rest of the show picks up with these themes and kind of in, in, in goes with it. What I love about this episode coming up, it's directed by David Ramsey, a.k.a. John Diggle. Yeah. A.k.a. John Stewart Diggle, mm. a.k.a. the Green Lantern, maybe, probably. Um, so who knows? Probably not, but, um, oh, maybe he will. Maybe he will. Um, uh, 
I actually hope not in this episode because if yeah. this is Kelly's episode and I, her I appearance as right. the Guardian, it's, it would absolutely get trumped by um, by Diggle suiting up as a Green Lantern. Yeah, so. yeah. I, I, I don't think it's going to be this episode. I think that they're doing a slow build for him, um, across, clearly across several shows, um, but it's cool to have another seed planted for that. It is absolutely. And so Kelly is horrified when the Ormfell building implodes, injuring many in the community, including Joey. What's also important to know that nobody died in that. Kara says so in this episode, um, that Nixley is not a mm-hmm. murderer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's um, right. However, yeah. however, though, her horror quickly turns to frustration. That is Kelly's, I should say. Um when she realizes that the hospital is overwhelmed, people are getting sicker, and no one is coming to help, including Supergirl, who is busy fighting Nixley. Knowing that she can make a difference, Kelly embraces her power and fully steps into the role as Guardian. Um, joined by Supergirl, Alex, Diggle, and Team Guardian leads the way to restoring justice to the fallen community. I'm pumped. I've been waiting for her to be Guardian since she's been on the show. Um and even and they released her outfit so long ago, and I'm just jazzed for Kelly um, because this is an original character to the show and that they've just really made their own. And they've really been able to run great lengths with original characters um, uh, on Supergirl. And I just I really I've, I really appreciate that. And so I'm glad that they're they're not leaving um, anybody behind yeah in this case agreed totally agreed and and to our point earlier they they talked in the preseason promotion about this uh emphasis on social justice and and black lives matter and and how they were very much informed by a lot of the events of of 2020 and and you and i were both very much in favor of that and and i think a little disappointed that that we haven't seen it so far um, so I hope that this is the beginning of an arc, you know an arc that will that will um, emphasize that more because it was it was mentioned and and maybe you know maybe that was something that they were they were breaking that story when they when they talked about it in the press and and uh, it's just taken us several months to to get there. I really hope that it it is something that is um, talked about more. I've said it a few times now over the last few weeks. The show is really at its best when it is character driven and when those characters are. Um, are, are working towards something that really matters when they're, they're working f- towards a common goal for like social good. Um, whether that is um, stopping the, the uh, uh, discrimination against aliens uh, in, you know, in, in past seasons, uh, whether that is what we saw in the last several weeks about um, how, how we treat uh, incarcerated people and, and um and and the welfare system and the foster care system those things i think really matter and, and when it's it's wrapped up in these characters where it's like consistent for a character like supergirl or kelly or someone to to be passionate about this and to to care about it um that's where i think some, some of the best stuff is and that's like some of the best sort of action comics number one uh type of of superman stories that that are are as 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 old as the character himself um and it's the whole world that that spins out of him including supergirl I think that's some of the best stuff. So I, I hope that we get mm-hmm. more of that in these next few weeks. And this this looks like a great start to to an arc like that. So, absolutely, it should also be mentioned. This episode is written by Guardian Gold Edition herself, uh, and so oh, um, I didn't realize Izzy actually wrote it. And 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 uh, we oh yeah, she did co write it. Okay, cool. And and David Ramsey is directing. 
Um, yes, that's right. So that's mm-hmm. so that's very cool. I think it's, this is an important, powerful episode, and I'm glad that that the promos are back in time to yeah. uh, to showcase that because I think it's going to be a good one. Yeah, this I think this is going to be a good one. I think this is going to be an important one. So um, I'm glad they promote it, and uh, it looks good. I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm excited for it. I'm, yeah, because it's the first like real promo we've gotten in a few weeks. We have one for for this episode last week but it was really just recut footage uh existing footage so this is the first real promo we've had in in several weeks and uh i'm more more excited for this upcoming episode than i have been in a while so uh yeah bring it on bring it on indeed well so that was fun frank so i'm gonna say that we'll leave it there uh until next time up up and away